You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Let's have a look at the budget 2020 to 2021 speech, which has just been delivered. And some say it has been progressive. Some say it was provocative. Some say it was political. But was it pleasing? In my pre-budget preamble with Nazmira Muller, who's the head of SA Investments at Investec Asset Management, becoming 91 in South Africa, in Cape Town, Nazmira put forward the idea that the potential wiggle room in the budget lay in the reduction in expenditure or spending rather than the expansion of revenue. I wonder if she's been right. She's on the telephone now. Nazmira, give us your initial thoughts, please. Hi, Lindsay. I think the budget was really brave and all of the focus has been on cutting expenditure, mainly on the public sector wage bill, but also on some of the other current expenditure. And that's exactly what needs to happen. There's a really high execution risk in the budget, but I think what they're trying to do is exactly what needs to be done. Yes. Can you give us the cold hard facts before we go into the semantics and the details of the budget, which was a fascinating budget? How much is projected to be brought in and how much is expected to be sent out in 2020-2021 fiscal year South Africa? Well, I think what what you're seeing is the government has acknowledged the fact that revenues continue to disappoint. So they have reduced their revenue forecasts for um, 2020-2021. But at the same time, they've cut expenditure in this current year. Um, Of that, just over 37 billion rands is in the wages. So they're looking to cut the wage bill by just over 37 billion rands this year. And then the other line items in expenditure, they're looking to cut by another 28 billion rands. So in total, they are looking to take last year's non-interest expenditure forecast for this year was 1 billion 546, 1 trillion 546 billion rands, not 1 billion, 1 trillion. And they are looking to take that to 1 trillion 537 billion rands. So it looks like not that much of a change. Change, but there's a lot of movement in that because remember what has happened in the interim is quite large transfers to ESCOM um, and SAA of over 40 billion rands. So they're having to cut elsewhere in order to compensate for that. Yes, indeed. And that won't be particularly favourable from the union's point of view. But I think analysts, economists and investors and stakeholders and potential investors will be looking at this and saying, this is a step in the right direction. And as you quite rightly said, the word that really springs to mind here is brave. Very brave. I think the government historically has been unwilling to really take on the public sector unions. And given that President Ramaphosa does rely to a reasonable extent on the public sector unions for his support within the anti-tripartite alliance, um, I think the willingness to take them on here and try and accomplish something is a very good sign. You've given us the numbers of how much is going to come in and how much might go out, projected, of course. But what about things like deficits, uh, debt to GDP, GDP forecasts? There must be lots of numbers that you need to impart here. Well, I don't think we're looking to – I mean, I can go through the numbers, and the numbers actually are not particularly great. So what you're looking at is deficit forecasts for this year that are not massively changed from the medium-term budget policy statements, and they were pretty bad at that stage. So you're looking at budget, I mean, consolidated um, budget balances for the current year, um, which starts 1st April 2020, um, that is still in the region of 6.8%, um, so that's still pretty large. 
and then only tapers down to 5.9% over the course of the next couple, I mean, sorry, 5.7% in two years' time. So still much higher than the deficits we were seeing only two years ago, which was sub 4%. And that's a lot of that is the impact of Eskom, but also the fact that growth has perpetually disappointed. So I can, we can talk through a lot of numbers. Yes. I think the, the crux of it for me, though, is less about the details and the numbers and about the fact that what the government is trying to do is consolidate spending, change the trajectory of spending. And by doing this, stabilize the budget on a long-term basis. That is what they did in the 1990s um, when they inherited a budget that was unsustainable at the time. And that's what they're trying to repeat now. That's a very interesting point you've just made, Nazmira, because what the rating agency, if the Williams rating agency was looking at this now, i.e. mine, I'd say, okay, the numbers are worse than, than a couple of years ago, but they're worse for a good reason. And it gives us a chance to turn it around, if you see what I mean. That's exactly it. And I think if you look at Moody's, what they've been looking for is a budget that is growth supportive. And what we've had over the last five or six years is that the deficit has been addressed by cutting um, into people's take-home pay by increasing taxes. So it's been increasing revenue collection in a bid to close the deficit. This time around, what they've said is no new tax measures but we're going to tackle the expenditure problem, which I think Moody's will view reasonably favourably. Yes, indeed. No tax hikes is going to be received favourably by all the people that pay taxes at the moment. And in fact, because of the tax bracket announcement, it actually means that maybe taxpayers are getting a little bit of a break. They are, for the first time in several years. So we have seen either partial or no adjustments for bracket creep for inflation so no bracket creep adjustments over the course of the last three years so this is the first time we've had an almost full adjustment um, for quite a long time what about borrowings what does it mean for borrowings over the next two to three years and uh, on that note i don't know if you've looked at the markets but what is what has the bond market done on the back of that question so Based on the projections they have, issuance, so the amount of money the government expects to borrow in the local bond market, is expected to remain largely flat from the projections that they had in October. It's slightly lower than that. Um, and given what we understand around the pressures from growth, lower revenue collection, ESCOM, SAA, um, that was a positive surprise to the markets. We've seen bond yields rally as a result. So it's been positively received by the markets. Very good. Now, two questions now in one for the last question of this podcast. Do you like it, number one? Number two, is it deliverable? So I do like it. I think it's exactly what they should be doing. Um, What I would have preferred is that the government had been um, forward-thinking enough to start the negotiations with the public sector unions in November so that they wouldn't be announcing something they hope to achieve, they would actually be presenting us with something that was largely negotiated and done. And that is not the case, which then brings us to your question number two is, is it achievable? I think it's possible to achieve what they have set out over the three years, whether they can achieve 37 billion rands in wage in slower wage growth this year um, is the biggest risk to this budget that I can see. So we will need to monitor the government's commitment to sticking to that in the next couple of weeks because the unions and the form of Kasatu and others have already um, been very vehement in their opposition to that number.
Nesmira, thank you very much for your analysis. Fascinating budget. And we wait to see how it will pan out over the next few weeks and also look forward to Moody's on March the 27th. Nesmira Muller is the head of SA Investments at Investec Asset Management, Becoming 91, based in Cape Town. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.